0: Please, please, please be here for Father's Day, but also between now and Wednesday. Is that the deadline? Okay, we'll just say Wednesday then, for Jeff's sake. And Jeff, if you're watching, you just let us know. But um, between now and Wednesday, please get your videos in. Yes, make your video, send it to Jeff. If you're, if you're. Uh, son or daughter is not here you can uh, text him or call him and say hey make a video for me that'd be great and (laughs) and we'll have the video for father's day uh, next week so please do that okay we we do want that to we do want to have that and and that will be really neat because the mother's day one was really good we like that a lot um we have the for the month of june our item is jump ropes we are jumping into springtime, even though it doesn't really, it's muggy like, uh, springtime, bless me, it's summer, it's muggy like summertime, so we're getting close, we're about a week out, so uh, please do, please do bring a jump rope if you have not brought anything already, and we, any other announcements, not that I know of right this second, we do not have, right this second, you know, technology is great when it works, and we uh, we say that a lot at work. Um, Technology is wonderful But uh, If it's you know, if it's not working um, Last week I did not realize Because I was just in a big way up here singing Having a good time uh, I did not realize that the words did not work Last week um, Because they were having some technical issues And those issues have not yet Been resolved And we have two very intelligent women Up there um, Working on it right now But if it doesn't work that's okay Because we should know these songs and um <laughs> and and we have bibles in front of us for reading. So that's why this is up and not not um, not in in praise and worship mode, but hey, we can still be in praise and worship mode even without the words. Amen, cuz we have we we do know. <laughs> we do know these songs and and even if you don't just listen to the words and and worship. Um today we were riding down the road and I don't know if everyone noticed shane's new truck that's right he has a new truck out there it you know after church y'all go out for those of you who do not have facebook and follow his mom and dad on facebook y'all didn't know that he had a new truck um because we didn't advertise it but they did um (laughs) love y'all but um (laughs) we we were talking and and he was talking about the the weights that are inside a tire and of course I had no idea about any of this stuff and he said that that when they are balancing a tire you know if it starts to act funny one way or the other when they're balancing it they'll they'll spin it at certain speeds and when they find an issue with that particular speed they'll put a weight in it, and so that it's inside the tire itself and you never see it and I I had no idea that that's what they did and that's how they balance tires when we talk about balance and I thought about it that that you never know you cannot see the weight that people are carrying just by looking on the outside you you don't know what's going on with them you don't know where they're unbalanced (laughs) you don't know where yeah you don't know where they're hitting a rough spot at a certain speed you, you don't know because you can't see on the inside but god knows and he sees us on the inside he knows where we need to be relieved where those weights need to be lifted amen so today whatever you're facing whatever your whatever issues you may be going through with with uh, weight or <laughs> sin that does so easily beset us i encourage you to uh, allow the lord to balance you today Amen. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in this service. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. I thank You and I praise You for Your goodness. You are so good to us, Lord. You're so great and mighty and strong, and we thank You for this, this time to come into Your house and to worship You, to give You glory and honor and praise. God, I thank You and I praise You that you have given us life, and that you allow us to have life more abundantly. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you gave us your only son to die for our sins and the sins of this world, but you didn't leave him dead. But God, that he rose again for our victory. Lord, that we could be victorious over sin, that we could have deliverance from the weights that that drag us down. Father God, I thank you and I praise you that you have a purpose and a plan for each and every life that's here today, God, for those who are here live and in person and those who are watching. God, I, I just ask that you would have your will and your way and everything that is said and done lord as we as we praise you as we give you worship and glory and honor that we would just give it all god everything that's in our hearts that we would give it today god i pray that as we hear your word as we come together in in prayer as we give in an offering that each thing that is done would honor you and please you god we just thank you we praise you for your goodness your mercy your blessings your grace you are so good to us and we thank you In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: You have my heart And I am yours forever You are my strength God of grace and power and everything and everything you hold in your hand still you make time for me I can't understand I praise you God of earth and sky how beautiful is your unfailing love Unfailing love. And you never change, God. You remain the Holy One. The unfailing love. Unfailing love. You are my rock. The one I hold on to. You are my song. For you and everything you hold in your hand still you make time for me I can't understand I praise you God of earth and sky how beautiful is your unfailing love unfailing love You never change, God. You remain the Holy One, my unfailing love, unfailing love, everything, and everything. You hold in Your hand. Still, You make time for me. I can't understand, but I will praise You, God of Earth and. How beautiful is your unfailing love, unfailing love, and you never change, God. you remain the Holy One, my unfailing love, unfailing love. And I will praise you, God of earth and sky, how beautiful your unfailing love unfailing love and you never change god you remain the holy one my unfailing love unfailing love unfailing love unfailing love.
0: but y'all know this song <laughs> here we are lord here we are to worship you that's why we're here today that's why we're here today God. Thank you.
1: light of the world you step down into darkness Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you So here I am to worship Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. See King of all days. King of all days, oh, so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came. Humbly you came to the earth you created. All for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship. Never know how much it cost. I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. No, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross no i'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross so here i am here i am to worship here i am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. So here I am to worship, and here I am to bow down here i am to say that you are my god you're all together lovely altogether worthy altogether wonderful to me and here i am to worship here i am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Praise your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. All because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider Jehovah Nissi, Lord, you reign in victory Jehovah Shalom, you're my prince of peace, and I worship you because of who you are, all because of who. of who you are. I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you You're my Provider, Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Shalom. You're my Prince of Peace, and I worship you because of whom? You are Jehovah Jireh Lord, you're my provider Jehovah Nissi Lord, you reign in victory Jehovah Shalom You're my
0: praise your name Lord. Give him praise this morning. He is so good.
2: Good morning welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. Uh, let me first start off by saying thank you for making Homecoming such a success. Uh, I, when we went in and brought our food in first, I thought, looks a little weak. Well, something happened between the time that I went in there that first time till the church was over with because there wasn't no place for anything else on those tables. And I appreciate all the food. I appreciate all the stuff that went on. Appreciate Gretchen helping me. Appreciate everything. Uh, it was a good day, and I sure thank God for it. Let me give a praise report as we go along in our service this morning. Uh, we're trying to clear out my mother's estate. And everywhere you go, you find out something new <laughs> that you didn't know till you got into that last place. Need a letter of testament. You need this. You need that. You need this. And it's been a real thing. And then one fella told us we'd probably have to go to Charlotte. And somebody said probably have to go twice. And, uh, Charlotte's not my most favorite place to go down because they're doing too much work on the main roads and all that other stuff. My wife called to her to get us an appointment um Friday. And when she called, she they said they told us the only way they do with that is if you have it virtually, so we can do it from our house. She said if I'd have known it, if I'd have known that, we'd have done it three weeks ago. <laughs> because we have been putting it off but you see you pray about stuff and you pray for God to take care of it and then when he does you're surprised because he took care of it why should we be surprised if we pray to God about anything that he's not going to take care of it and I thank God for it it sure is a load off of us and we'll take care of that tomorrow if nothing goes wrong we'll take care of that tomorrow and it should be all taken care of except a few little things going to the bank and doing a few things locally that we have to do, but I sure thank God for it because it takes the load off of us. We've got enough stress in this in this life that we don't need too much. And I thank God when He takes some of those things away from us. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our hearts will come at this time.
3: Oh we bless you Lord. We
4: bless you
2: Lord. We bless you. We bless you Lord. He healed my truck uh the other week too. My truck was acting up, and then when we came back from vacation, it was like nothing was wrong with it. What in the world? But see, we pray about those things, and then when it, when it gets fixed, what what happened? Well, God took care of it. If God takes care of it, He takes care of it right. Brother Wise, when you say the blessing of the offering. For
5: It's good to see all of you guys It's really good to see brother and sister Wiseman back, missed you It's now time to receive Some prayer requests spoken first Anyone? Brother Mike Yes sir Definitely pray for your wife Gretchen we, We will pray for Gretchen's finger Sister Wiseman Ray, yes, ma'am, Lord,
3: love it. sister.
5: Raise hands for unspoken requests. I stand with me as we take these two. Now it's time to fellowship
6: I knew when this mountain in my way is going to move, hope it's okay to tell the truth, sometimes the doubt starts to win, yeah I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but
7: weak, right now my struggle's all I see, but I'm not giving it.
8: Yeah,
0: Yeah, we just, you know We didn't get any fellowship time last week, I know Um, and the Yes, our, our, um Our youth director did not preach nearly as long as I expected From a (laughs) Which is fine, if he's watching now, that's fine No worries But, um Y'all better not get used to that, but um, <laughs> he did not preach as long as I expected, so we could have fellowship because we were a little concerned with all the different things we had going on. But it's like, oh, if we fellowship, and it's just going to be so extended, but eh, we could have. But anyway, we're glad that y'all were here, and um, and again, if you were here last week and you're not here this week, why not? Come on now. Uh, we, we miss you when you're not here, and... We want you to be back. So, if you you know take the time this week, if someone was here last week that you don't see here this week, uh, give them a little call or text or send them a send them a card. Uh, I know that uh, Brother Joiner was sending cards out, and at least two people came, didn't they? From your cards, yeah. So that's good, and it's it's effective. So uh, please do keep. At, I don't know who Ollie sent, but at least at least two. So that was good, and, uh, and our efforts, you know, it's, it's necessary, it's important that we show some effort and that we ex- exemplify to people that we, we want them to be here. Right? So we are beginning a new series today, and I don't know how long it's going to go. <laughs> it's, not the same as, it's not the same as Nehemiah when you had certain number of chapters. It's, this is a particular subject, and um, we'll see. I know, I know the different points that I want to make with different messages, so I kind of have an idea, but we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to go with it. And we're going to be talking for the next few weeks, foreseeable future, about faith. So, beginning this series, it digs a little bit deeper into the subject that we all know a little bit about, but perhaps we could stand to learn a little bit more. And the title today, because I always have a title, and don't know if y'all know that, but I always do have a title, and it's now faith. Now faith, yes. And just a little bit of background the word faith as we know it was only used twice in the Old Testament. The word faith only appears two times. The Hebrew word used in the Old Testament for faith, there are two different words in the Hebrew, but only two times do they appear in the Old Testament. And they're they're kind of related. The first word for faith is in Deuteronomy chapter 32. You don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes and you want to know. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 20. And in this case, the word means established or trusty is very closely related to the word believe. The second Hebrew word for faith is found in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, and it means firmness, security, and moral fidelity. So we're going to begin with something that's familiar to us. We will not be in the Old Testament today at least, but we're going to begin with something that's familiar to us and we're going to build on it. When we were up in the sound booth and I mean was trying to get things ready because it was just acting crazy and she said oh you're she saw my scripture reference I always write it down so that Jeff can put it up and she said oh you're you're preaching about faith today. I said oh you think so? So for those who don't know we're in Hebrews chapter 11. Which is the the uh, the faith chapter? I think it's kind of funny that chapter eleven is also associated with bankruptcy, but it's in the Bible. It's associated with faith. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of just kind of funny. I know they didn't plan it that way, but maybe God thought it was funny. Guess He does have a sense of humor. So talking about it today, what is faith? By the time of the New Testament, those Hearing and trusting in the gospel have had to exercise a great amount of faith. So we, co- we go from only two references in the Old Testament to hundreds of references in the New Testament. And just consider the fact that those who were New Testament believers really had to exercise a lot of faith. First of all, those who were Jewish... Their entire lives had been about learning the law, the commandments of Yahweh, and understanding that the Messiah would come at some point. But their entire lives had been centered around the temple and the synagogues and the, the commandments of Moses. And when Jesus came, he asked them to put their faith in him as the promised Messiah. And even though they saw the miracles that he had performed, they understood that his traits and his background lined up with who the Messiah was going to be, his origin and his death did not match their expectations. They were expecting someone who would come as a king, who would come as a conqueror, who would overthrow the Roman government and that they would rise up as a world power but that was not what Jesus' intention was and he spoke that very clearly time and time again I I didn't come to do that I didn't come to be a ruler I came to be a servant Uh, I didn't come to uh, put to the well in different times he said he did come with the sword but I didn't come to put to the sword I came for for peace and, and he was not what they were looking for but he still said believe in me and you'll have eternal life Have faith in me. Put your trust in me, and and you will live forever. You'll inherit the kingdom. And those who were Jewish and who believed in Jesus, that took a a very large leap of faith to say, yes, we believe that everything we've heard for thousands of years has come to pass in this person. Then consider those who were Gentiles. They had no background knowledge of who Jesus was or what the law commanded. They had no real understanding of who the Messiah was supposed to be. So they didn't see how Jesus lined up with scriptures throughout history. They were being told that there's only one God. And their entire lives had been centered around worshiping an entire pantheon of gods depending on what type of roman gods or what type of greek gods that they were espousing they believed in in dozens maybe even hundreds of different gods and so for them to believe there is only one god existing in three persons the father son and the holy spirit that was unheard of it was it was heresy according to them. So this leap of faith for the Gentiles who first heard about Jesus, it was, a, it was a very large stretch of faith to say, okay, there is one God who controls everything. There's not just a sun God and a moon God and there's not a, a fertility God and a harvest God and all this stuff. The same God who is over one thing is over all things. So it took a lot of faith for them. So we're going to take a look in Hebrews chapter 11, the the faith chapter. Starting in... We're not going to read the entire chapter, but about half of it. So starting in verse 1, verses 1 through 6 say, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed... By the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so now faith and I'm putting the emphasis on the now because now's the time and again, we, we've heard all about faith. We we know about faith. We understand it to a certain extent. But I really hope, and I've, I've felt this strongly in my spirit because I have other series that I'd like to do. But, but I really felt strongly that we should talk about this. We've just come off a, an entire series about building and about where we're headed and about having a vision for what God wants to do, how He wants to build. But if we don't have faith without now faith, We'll never step out. We'll never try to do anything. We can understand with all of our heart and and mind. That we need to be doing something. But if we don't have faith to do it. We won't. So. Now faith is substance. Now faith is evidence. The word faith that is used here. Is the word used most often. For the New Testament. So we're going to get familiar with this word really quickly. And in the in the greek it's pistis p i s t i s for anyone taking notes and pistis means the conviction of the truth of anything Glory. belief persuasion moral conviction of religious truth reliance upon christ for salvation Thank you, Lord. constancy yes. as we continue to dig we'll cover all these different definitions. And so we won't get into all of them today. But but just the idea of now faith. Faith supports the thing that we're hoping for. It's the substance. It It's the support. It's the legs that it's standing on. It is the proof of the existence of things. That we cannot be seeing in a physical way. I look out and I, I don't see the the oxygen but i have faith that it's there right those are some of the examples we can't we can't see the wind but we see the effects of the wind we we can't see oxygen but we we know that it exists we can't see gravity but you know try to float it won't happen so now faith is evidence that things that we can't see do actually exist And we see here that the writer of Hebrews gives some examples of this. First he says, The existence of of the world is understood by faith. God spoke and the worlds were framed. Completely and thoroughly. This, This word here. The word framed means completely and thoroughly. It also means to repair. So, with one word god spoke and the world was completely and thoroughly created from what the eye cannot see this is the first example that he gives that by faith we have to believe this by faith we have to understand that there is there is no proof that this is what happened we have to understand it by faith The second example is that Abel gave his sacrifice to God by faith giving his first fruits with the belief that the remainder would be blessed. We understand that Abel's offering was acceptable to God but Cain's was not based on what is written in the and we know that that at that point the the law of tithing had not yet been given that was given you know 1000 years later with Moses but this idea of first fruits and giving their best to God that's what Abel did he said that he gave of the best and that Cain just grabbed up of whatever he had and some would argue that it's it has to do with the meat as opposed to the fruit but that's not the case because when the law of tithing was established it was your first fruits of everything the first of your cattle the first of your all your flocks the first of all your harvest so the point of it is the first and abel pleased god because he had faith that even if i give the first and the best of what i have the rest of it is going to be enough you, that's a matter of faith you, he talks about the great faith that enoch had that enoch pleased God so much that he was translated or transferred to eternity without death Notice that the word pleased here in verse 5 it says that he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it is impossible to please him right. right. We're not able to please God without faith there's a lot to unpack within this one verse so, without faith, apart from faith, outside of a conviction of who God is, outside of actually believing in Him, it is not possible to please Him. That is because, in order to approach God as a worshiper, when it says, for He. That cometh to God must believe that He is. So this is this coming to God is the idea of worshiping Him, giving Him honor as we come into His presence. In order to approach God as a worshipper, one must have faith. One must believe that He is. Now this is interesting because the word "is" here, and it's you know you'd think it's just semantics. And here in in uh, English, we you know "is" is "is," right? But the word is that is used here means to exist so in order to approach God as a worshiper we must believe that he exists and that he exists as Yahweh that he exists as the keeper of covenant that he exists as the one who supplies our needs that he exists as the one who makes promises and keeps them so we, in order to please God, in order to approach Him, we must believe that He exists. And that He exists as who He says He is. So that's first. But then, it says one must have faith that He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. So we must also have faith that He is... This is a different word in the, he, in the Greek. This is means... Proves to be that when we come to God, believing that He is, that He exists, that He is Yahweh, that He is who He says He is, that He becomes what we need.
3: Praise God! Hallelujah!
0: See, that was we'll 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 say it again. He becomes a rewarder. This, this, you, this word rewarder is only used one time. And it means to give away, to give up, over and back. To restore and reward those who search for him. So he is a rewarder. So he exists as Yahweh. He exists as everything he says he is. And he is, he becomes, one who gives back. He, he, begi- he becomes one who gives up, gives over, gives back. Gives up and over exceedingly abundantly above everything that we can ask or think. When we come to him believing, then he will come back to us giving. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. The only way to please God is by believing this. And by calling out to Him and receiving from Him everything that He has, everything that, that we need and everything that He has to give.
4: Thank
0: you, Praise the Lord, amen. So, we must believe that there is someone to seek after before we actually begin seeking. And in turn, He rewards our seeking. Then we see in verses 7 through 12, by faith Noah... ...being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise... As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he looked for a city whose who excuse me he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised, therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. So after explaining that we have to have faith to please God, the writer gives more examples of living out faith. Noah built the ark by faith. There had never been a flood up to that point, and possibly not even rain. We know that when the... When the earth was formed, that uh, springs would spring up and water the earth. So the word rain is not used until this instance here with Noah. So we don't know that it had ever rained. It's possible it never had. So if that's the case, then not only had they never seen a flood, but they had never seen what would cause a flood. So Noah, who was told, hey, build an ark to save you from the water probably didn't understand why. But instead of asking and questioning and Lord what on earth are you talking about? He began to build. He had now faith. He said okay well let's go ahead and and get out whatever we need for this ark to be built. For the saving of souls. And he inherited because of his righteousness. He continued to believe despite what he could not see. It took him a great many years to build that ark but he continued to build even when he couldn't see any evidence of needing an ark he continued to build even when people around him were saying why on earth, what is this for this doesn't make any sense there's rain, what is rain blood, who knows what that is but yet he held on to what God had told him to do because he had now faith We see here Abraham, who is known as the father of the faithful, he left his homeland according to God's command, not knowing where he was headed. God said, get out of the land of the Chaldees. He said, all right, let's go. And he packed up everybody and everything, and and he began to, to go to that promised land. He and his son and his grandson dwelt in the land that was promised to them, but only as sojourners, not building a permanent dwelling. Understanding that one day, those who would come after them would inherit. Because sometimes the promise is not just for us, but for our children and their children and their children, and we're getting prepped for them. And sometimes when we don't see it happen, when we think it will, it's because there's someone else coming after us to inherit it. Their eyes were fixed on something more permanent, which was a heavenly dwelling. He says that by faith, Sarah, even though she was past the age of bearing children, received strength. Miraculous power rested on her because she believed. It says that she judged him faithful, trustworthy, who had given her this promise. As she sought God, she believed that Yahweh was able to provide. And then he became that provider for her. Remember, though, that there were moments in her history when she wavered. Different moments that she was trying to figure it out on her own. Different times that she said, ah, maybe this is not what God really said. Maybe God means that you'll have a child through someone else. Consider that she was the problem. We know that Abraham was able to have a child through Hagar we know that he was able to have a child through Sarah and we know that after Sarah died he was able to have more children through another woman so the problem that we see was not Abraham the problem was Sarah but yet she believed even though there was deadness on the inside even though she didn't see how and after years and years of saying, I don't understand, I've tried everything that I can think of. I've, I've prayed and I've asked God and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and, I've tried and I'm just going to give up. But at the right time, at the right time, new life was placed within her. And, and she was given that promise that God had spoken to her. God kept reminding her of his plan for her. Every once in a while, he'd come by and he'll say, this is, this is what's going to happen for you. And she, No, Lord, I, don't, I don't know about that. One time she even laughed at him. <laughs> no, Lord, that wasn't me laughing. I don't know who that was. Wasn't me. But God kept reminding her, even though she was doubting, even though she was really having a struggle with God, how is this going to happen? God still provided for her because of now faith it says from one who was good as dead age and opportunity had prevented Abraham and Sarah from having children that God had promised but from one who was good as dead sprang descendants as numerous as the sand and the stars verses 13 through 16 say and these all died in faith not having received the promises Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. Dying for faith. All these died in the faith. Each one that the writer mentioned. Died in the faith. And none received the completion of their promise. They received some of it. They received a a taste of what God had promised. But for these, their future generations inherited what God had planned. Some scholars believe that this particular verse refers to the promise of the Messiah. That they did not receive. They had seen it afar off. And and they get that because um, Jesus said, Abraham desired to see my day and he rejoiced to see it. So it's possible that that there was a foretaste, that Abraham saw the coming of the Messiah, and that this is what it's referring to. That they were able to see it afar off the idea of the Messiah, but were not able to receive that promise. And that's very possible. But also we see that they didn't they didn't get everything that God had first promised to them. Abraham didn't see his descendants become as numerous as the the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea but he stepped out in faith regardless he saw a part of it and it may be that sometimes we're waiting to see the whole thing done before we have faith but when we have now faith we understand that What we do now sets up, what we build now sets up for those coming after us, for those who will build on it. However, since they saw these promises at a distance, each of these heroes of faith were persuaded, convinced of the truth of the promise given. They embraced the promises. This is a really interesting word in the Greek. It says that they embrace these promises. And as we think of embracing, we think to put your arms around something and that you have it close to you. They embrace these promises. They said, yes, this promise is mine. They laid claim to it. They held it. But actually, this word means to salute or to welcome. And the implication of this is sailors who are on a ship and they wave to the shore that they're never going to step on. As they go by, they see that land. And they say, I salute you. I see you. I know that you exist. I know that you're there. I know that you're a possibility. I may never set foot on you. But I'm going to keep believing. (sighs) That I continue to embrace faith that I continue to embrace the promise that God has given to me because even if I never set foot on it, God is still faithful. Even if I never receive it fully, I know that God has said that it's possible. I know that God has said it exists, so I'm going to step out. Even if I have to just wave to it as I go by, I embrace that. And it says that those who died in faith confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims think about the stigma that goes along with being in a country you don't belong in this is a big issue in our country today I'm not going to get political at all you can you can read God's word and see what he says about it strangers and foreigners in the land you, you read God's word and whatever he says stick with that but just think about how think about that stigma that goes with being a foreigner. I've been to lots of different countries and there's some that you go and people are really excited about. Oh you go to India and they are excited to see white people. It's it's they're just like they'll touch you and stroke your face and they like to you know it's just you know, touch your blonde hair and all this stuff. It's amazing to them. But then there are some countries, I won't name them, but there are some countries you go to and they're like Americans, what are y'all doing here?
1: Yeah. Ugh, gross.
0: And I, you know, I've experienced both things. And the thing is, sometimes they would show up in a place they were foreigners, and they'd say, "This land's gonna be mine one day." Oh, glory. Glory. And everybody around them, mm, excuse you, you're not from around here, right? And you think this is gonna be yours? But they were not ashamed to express that they were strangers and pilgrims in the land that they would one day inherit. They willingly claimed citizenship elsewhere because they knew that the promise of God was true. They publicly declared that they believed in a better place. This world is not my home. You may look at me strangely when I say, I'm a stranger. I'm an alien. I'm a pilgrim here. This world is not my home. That's why I don't speak that language. Uh, that's why I don't look like this, because this world's not my home. Thank you, I'm speaking the language of heaven. I'm looking forward to to getting home one day. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I have now faith that while I have to live here, I'm not going to have to put down any roots. I'm just going to be a sojourner here. I'm not going to love the world or the things of this world because one day I'm going somewhere else. Because remembering leads to returning. He says, if those who had left the former things, their life, their country, their habits, their thoughts, if they had exercised the memory thereof, they would have found an occasion to return. So he said, if they kept holding on to what they had left, if Abraham kept saying, oh man, back in the in uh, the Chaldees, we really had it made. Had a lot of money. We had plenty to eat, plenty to do. Ah, man. That's where all my family was. If he kept looking back, he would have had the occasion to return. But now faith keeps our eyes forward it says that they desired and this word desired means to stretch oneself out in order to touch or grasp something they stretched for a better dwelling than the tents that they were living in therefore God was willing to attach his name to theirs and said he was willing to be called their God the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, because they didn't hold on to what was behind them, because they were stretching out to reach for those things that were ahead, God said, all right, if if you're going to do that, I'm willing to be called your God. So exercising our now faith. How does this faith, which sounds so incredible in the lives of the patriarchs, translate to our daily experience? And this is, again, what we're going to be talking about for the next little while. How can we have faith now? And even today and through, throughout this week, and I've known for a few weeks, probably longer than that, what we were going to be talking about. And, and I've just been seeing all sorts of things about faith. And then Brother Mike came up and he gave testimony about the things that you pray for, believe in them believe that God's going to do what you're asking him to do that's the only way to have now faith now faith demands a few different things and, and here we're going to have three different points that now faith insists upon number one now faith demands that we know God it is by faith that we understand how the world was created That takes faith either way. Now, I believe that God spoke with one word and that that the world was created. No doubt about it. I believe that God is the one. Yes, it is. But it's, it takes faith to believe the other way, too. I mean, I feel like it takes more faith to believe that two particles just happen to be existing together, floating around. And that somehow they came together... And they exploded at the right time. And that from that point, everything that we see today exists. And that that all oxygen and all gravity and all those things that we can't see, but we were just talking about having faith in. That to me is incredible, to be able to believe that. That takes a lot of faith to feel that way, to say yes, that with one bang, everything was created and that there was no one Intelligent designer creating it. Either way, it takes faith. Now, whichever you know, if you're watching and that's what you believe, I, I would suggest you read Genesis. But I, you know that's up to you. But we have to have faith that that's how the world was created because only an all-powerful, omnipresent, all-knowing being could, with a word. Develop the intricacies of the universe. So I must first believe that He is, that He exists, that He was before time, that He exists out of time, that He whether whether the world was made a hundred million years ago, or it was made six thousand years ago, or if it was made ten thousand, I don't I don't know, but I have to believe that God existed that He is Yahweh, that He is who He says He is. Knowing Him means maintaining confidence that He is good. When I have been building for years, when I have been experiencing barrenness for years, when, I, when I'm far from home, when I've been called out of a place that was familiar Knowing who he is outweighs any doubt that I may feel. Because there is a reward for continually seeking who he is. He is a rewarder. When I continually trust him to be, he will continue to be. Yes. 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 Now faith, so the first thing, knowing God. Knowing who he is. Knowing who he is to you. Because there are some some people and there are some experiences that we've had that keep us from from knowing God in a certain way Father's Day's coming up and if you never had a good experience with with a dad you never had a dad or the dad that you had was just no good it's hard to see God as a father if no one ever looked after you you always felt like you had to take care of yourself it's difficult to see God as provider so, depending on your experience that you're coming to God with, and we all do, and each of us have something different that we're bringing to God, depending on your experience, it's difficult to see God in a certain way, but He is anything that you can believe Him to be. I can believe that even though my experience with a, with a father was not good, I can believe Him to be my father because He says He is. Even though I have... I have sickness in my body or in my mind. I can believe that He is a healer and He will be. Even though I, I've gone through so many things that have that have left me defeated and depressed and, and upset, I can believe that He is a victor. That through Him, I'm more than a conqueror. So whatever I need Him to be, I can believe Him that He is. Now faith, the second thing, demands that we surrender our will. If I know that his way is better, why do I keep trying it my own way? I don't know, do you ever ever wonder that? Like, oh my golly, I should accept. Sometimes there are some people in my life that I'll tell, hey, we should probably do it this way. And then, once that person tries it their own way, They'll come back, typically, and say, hey, we probably should try it your way. I don't know. Not, I don't, I'm not going to mention who that is, who does that. But um, mom doesn't like it when people come back and say, you were right, I like that. I do. <laughs> when Because she, she'll, uh, you know, one of the other kids, because I always listen, but um, one of the other kids will say, oh, you were right, I should have done it the way you said it, you were right, and she'll say, well, that doesn't do you any good now, does it? But you know what? It does me good when I can when someone says, ah, oh, I should have done it your way. You're right, you should have. But <laughs> anyway, I wonder which one God is, you know, like duh. Um <laughs> no, sorry. Um but the thing is, if I know that God's way is better, I should just do it his way first. I should just trust him. I should just have some now faith because if I say if I say oh the Lord I believe that the Lord is directing me this way and I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow after this and I'm going to keep going and oh but back there it looks so much better then I'm going to have the occasion to turn around God are you sure this way isn't happening fast enough Oh, Lord, are you positive? Because I feel like I'm having more discouragement with this way than I was before. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Abel's willingness to, to give his best made him acceptable to God. Doing it God's way made him acceptable. Enoch's pursuit of pleasing God, doing everything he could to to do what God wanted, to go his way. Walking God's way made Enoch be taken. He pleased God so much. God was like, all right, come on up, man. Sometimes we doubt that God's way is best. I keep trying to do it my own way. I don't surrender my will. I say, no, I think my way's better. Oftentimes we doubt, which gives the enemy the chance to condemn us. And that's the thing. When we doubt, and then it doesn't end up right, the enemy comes in. Oh, see? See what you did? You didn't listen. God's going to be mad at you. But see, just remember, just remember when you doubt and you feel condemned. that But these people were people just like us. They had their mess-ups, just like we do. Sometimes when we read the Bible, like, oh, golly, there's just all these powerful men and women of faith, and oh, how can I live up to that? Well, <clears throat> Noah was listed here, and he, he got drunk and naked when he landed, <laughs> when the ark parked. Yeah. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob all had issues with dishonesty. You know, they were they were lying to cover themselves. Jacob his his name meant liar, supplanter, deceiver. They had issues, but they're they're still faithful. God lists them. God encouraged the writer to list them. Sarah Sarah laughed at God. Sarah laughed when she heard what God was planning to do in her life no that can't happen no and then she tried to lie and say no I didn't laugh and then she tried to fix it herself but she's still listed here as one having great faith as having now faith and so often again the enemy comes and he tries to condemn us oh you didn't believe God doesn't like you anymore because you doubted third thing now faith demands that we understand there is something more all of these individuals and the ones we didn't get to if you know if you want to continue reading we're we're done with our reading for today but but if you want to continue reading all of these different people and some that weren't we're not even named but they had now faith. They had strong faith. They were listed as people who believed and who trusted in God. They understood that there was something else coming. They looked forward to something. They looked forward to rain that they had never seen. They looked forward to reward. They looked forward to acceptance in a country. That was not theirs. They look forward to a new homeland whose builder and maker is God. They look forward to a child in their arms. They look forward to all these things that could not be seen with natural eyes. They said, There's something more. I have to hold on to that. I have to know that there's more. I have to know that there's more than what's right here in front of me. I can't see the wind, but I see the effects of it. I can't see the oxygen, but I'm, I'm breathing. I, I can't see gravity, but here I am on solid ground. I can't see these things, but I know they exist. I look forward to something else. They were not hindered by the stigma of being called dreamers and pilgrims and strangers. They said, you call me what you want to, but I know there's something else. Glory. You say what you want, but I'm going to keep believing. You say that I'm dead and dying. You say that there's no hope for this. You say that there's no way that this is going to get better. But I know. I know. And even if right now all I can do is just wave. If right now all I can do is see it from afar off, I will not believe the lie that this is as good as it gets that's faith god is too good for this to be it god is too good he has brought me too far to leave me right here even if i even if i never set foot on it i know that it exists Even if I'm never able to embrace it in the way, even if I'm never able to put my arms around it, I'm embracing it in this way that I see it. Yes, I believe, and I'll confess to faith and doubt. See, this idea of now faith—I'll start it, and it's in my phone. And I thought it was just going to be this one message. But it, I wanted to preach it. I wanted to preach it since, I don't know, November. I wanted to preach it. I wanted to preach it. And it's just like, no, it's not the right time, not the right time, because God knew this was going to be the beginning of a series. So, so the thing was, back in November, it all started with a, with a lunchbox. You know. I heard you love them. So I had this lunchbox. Had this lunchbox. And it was, it was v- at one time when it was new, it was um, silver and sparkly. <laughs> because, <laughs> y'all know me. Um, so I had this lunchbox, but it was getting kind of old and faded and looked more like, I don't know, dingy and and beige than sparkly silver. And, um, it was kind of stretched out and that sort of thing. And I said, I just, oof, no thanks. And I said to Mom, uh, Mom, I need a new lunchbox. She said, okay, what, you know, asked me a, a few specs about it. Well, I'd like, I don't know, uh, big enough for this, tall enough for this, you know, pretty sturdy, that sort of thing. I, and just get, I'd like it to zip at the top or what, different things that I mentioned, I don't know what all. And I said, I'd, so I'd, I need a new lunchbox, maybe for Christmas. And she said, we'll see what we can do. It was not even, it was probably that same day, I threw my old lunchbox in the garbage. Because that's now faith. Because I asked for something. I asked for something, and I knew that it was going to happen. Now again, this was in November. Uh, A month away until Christmas I'm not going to receive this for a while I'm not going to be able to use it For a while But I'm not going to keep holding on to the old thing While I'm waiting on the new Oh my I'm not going to keep holding on to this Old thing That's It still works I guess But it's not what I'm looking for it's still okay. It's still, it still holds the food. But I just that's not who I am. I don't want to walk around with this dingy old smelly lunchbox. That's not me. So I'm going to throw this away. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I know that I'm about to get a new lunchbox. It's going to be on Christmas Day. I want to get it. It's going to happen. It will happen. You know, I know that it's going to happen. Because I have faith because I've asked and I've received time and time again it's never been a maybe we'll see and I don't know and who knows and possibly if you're good possibly if you act like you ought to maybe I'll get you this but it's make a request and yes it will happen And see, this is so much like God. I can let go of whatever it is that I've been holding on to. I I don't need that anymore. I don't need that anymore because I'm asking God for something better. I'm asking Him for something new, something more useful, something that's going to serve me better and I don't have to hold on to this I don't have to be grasping this as I'm reaching forward you see they, it said that they reached it said that they stretched themselves out and if I'm holding on to this I cannot stretch myself out far enough I can't be caught between two things the only way to really reach for what it is is to let go of this and to stretch forward to receive this that's now faith To say, I know, I know that my mom's going to get me a lunchbox. I know it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how big or how small it's going to be. I don't know what kind of design is going to be on it. But I've asked for something, and I know that I'm going to get it. I, I have no doubt And that's the thing. So often we try to say, oh, well, God, it needs to look like this. And I need to have it exactly this way. And I need for it to be exactly at this time. And, God, if it's not, then I'm just going to turn around. I could have gone back to the garbage and gotten that lunch box out. But no. For the next month, I used something different to bring my lunch in. Because I I didn't need that anymore. I knew I was going to be getting something new. The thing that I'd asked for. I've been taught from an early age who God is and why he's trustworthy. There's never been a time that that was not told to me. That God was faithful and God was worthy of trust. I grew up that way. From the time that I was in the womb, I guess, uh, songs being sung over me. From birth, being read scriptures being sung to about who God is and and why he's faithful there's never been a time that I haven't trusted in him now there's been times I've not done what I ought to but there's never been a time that that I didn't believe he was faithful that I didn't know who he was now that's not always everyone's experience there are some people who grew up not knowing who God was at all having no idea There are some people who grew up, again, if the the father experience or the family experience that you grew up in, perhaps that that told you, you got to look after yourself. There's nobody taking care of you. And then if that's the case, it's really hard to step into faith and say, there's someone who has been looking after me since before I was born, and I know that he has directed my life to this point, and... I can trust him. I can put faith in him. If you didn't grow up that way, it's difficult to have faith. I understand that. I- I'm not at all trying to condemn those who have a difficult time with faith. I- I'm hoping that through this we can see and grow our faith. Uh, Shane hasn't shared his... A couple of y'all have heard his testimony perhaps with... He didn't grow up that way. This is not in my notes. He didn't, I won't say too much, but he didn't grow up that way, uh, believing in God, going to church, knowing really much, if anything, about God. His parents loved him and took care of him. But it was always a matter of, boy, look after yourself kind of thing. Um, But we have traced, and I have traced, because I I understand God. Uh, Understand, oh, Lord, help me. Step back. I, I understand how God works. And have seen the evidence of God in different things. I don't understand God. I can't presume to do that. But but we've traced back since before he was born, times that God protected him. Times that God, worked since before his parents ever met, <laughs> times that God protected and helped. And, and we can pinpoint, well, this was protection and this was help and this was protection and this was favor and this was this and this. And so because of that, because of that, he now, and I I believe, I hope, I, I believe now that he has seen the evidence of God in his life, the favor of God in his life, that he can step into trust like he should. So this isn't the very end, but I do encourage you that sometime this week you just sit down and you begin to think about the times and the ways that God protected you. You know, I could have died that day. Or I could have chosen a different path. And if I had, then this would have happened. But something told me. Something just, it didn't feel right. And even before I knew the Lord, something just, ah, just steered me in a different direction. And, and something here, I just it didn't feel right or it didn't seem good or, or this was the good choice and I thought about not making that choice but this was the right choice and that's the way that I went and I see now that it was the hand of God in everything that I've done. Because rehearsing those things, knowing God, increases our faith, boosts our faith. So I encourage you to do that. But I also admit That years of being logical and trying to be in control, because that is me, have caused moments—if—if not doubt, but questions. Like, oh, can this really happen? That doesn't make any sense. Oh golly, can that actually? Can that actually happen? I don't know. I've never seen that kind of thing happen before, can it? Ah. That logic kicks in so often. That control. Oh, I can't step into this because then I'll have to surrender my will.
1: Oh, I can't do that.
0: But this has led me to a deeper understanding of why it is not possible to please God without faith. See, when when we read this verse we can jump on the legalism bandwagon and we say, "Ah, if you don't have faith, then you're going straight to hell. But the thing is, the reason that we can't please God without faith is if I do not have faith in Him, I won't even approach Him. I have no way to please Him because I'm not going to come near to Him. If I don't believe that He is provider, if I don't believe that He's Savior, Number one, if I don't believe that he's healer, if I don't believe that he is victorious, if I don't believe that he is deliverer or protector or all those things, that, if I don't believe that, then I'm not even going to try him out. I'm not even going to approach him to ask him for anything. If I do not believe that he desires or is able to supply my needs, I won't even bother to ask him. If I don't understand that it is his pleasure to give me the keys to the kingdom, I'm not even going to ask for him. If I don't understand that, that it is his heart's desire to give me my heart's desire... If I don't get that, then I'm not going to approach Him to request anything. I'm going to feel silly, or I'm going to say, oh, I can just take care of it myself, or I can do without that, I'll be fine, or I'll just logic my way out of it. If I don't understand, I won't approach Him, and then there's no way for me to please Him. But, when I enter His presence, Crying out for Yahweh Believing that he is Yahweh and that he is Able to be Anything That I need Then I'm rewarded with a Response from him That's now faith You may have strong faith Cultivated by years of trusting in the Lord Or perhaps you've been skeptical preferring to take care of yourself. But what we need is now faith. And we need faith now. <laughs> it's necessary for pleasing God and for receiving the plans that He has.
2: Oh yes, oh yes.
0: So we can start by knowing God because He is who He says He is. Surrendering our will because His ways are always best. And understanding that there is more. we got to step beyond we gotta go past the familiar as the music plays I ask you if you're able to stand and we're gonna pray that um, the Lord would begin to do a work in us begin to increase our faith and we're gonna talk about that too if, if things go the way that I think they're planned who knows But asking God to to first show us throughout our history, to show us the ways that he's been faithful and the ways that we can trust him. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that from before I was born, I know you had a purpose and a plan for me. The same is true of each and every person here each and every person watching. That before we were born, you knew the path that we would take. And that throughout our history, you were given guidance and direction. That even before we knew you, and some of us met you very early on, but even for those who didn't, that we are able to trace The times and the places that your hand of protection was on us. I thank you. I praise you for your faithfulness. And I ask that today each and every person would take the time to look back on their life, even before you, and say, That was God. That was God as healer. That was God as provider. That was God as deliverer. And then to see that point, that was God as Savior. Because we know, we understand that you are everything that we could possibly need. Father, I pray that each person is reminded that it is your pleasure to give us what we ask for. That it is your pleasure to answer our prayers. Because you can supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus that anything that we need is is provided from Him. I thank you. I praise you for your faithfulness. I ask you that each and every one of us that each and every one of us would know you more. That we would know you and understand who you are and and who you want to be in our lives. Father, I pray that each of us would choose today to surrender our will. To say, not my will be done, but your will be done. To say, I've tried it my own way and... It didn't work. I don't know why I didn't listen to you in the first place. And that cut you with open arms, will turn us around. And you'll say, yes. Turn this way. Go this way. Do this. Make this choice. Thank you, Lord. Help us to understand that you are not angry with us for our doubt. But continue. Continue to show us. The truth of who you are. That there's no way that doubt can live in our hearts. That there's no way doubt can live in our minds because we know you too well. Father God, I pray. I pray that you would help us. That you would help us to understand that there's more that there is exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can ask or think that with faith with now faith to step out and receive that there is more than we can imagine father i just ask your will be done in each and every life god prepare our hearts from now until the end of this whenever you know it's going to be increase our faith father That daily, daily we increase. Daily we trust in you more and more. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you're doing something. Thank you that you're doing something we can't see. But we believe it exists. Father, I thank you that you're doing something we can't see. But it's substance and evidence. We believe, God. We thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. And we say, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. Make his face to shine on you. May He be gracious to you, and may He give you His peace. In Jesus' precious name we pray this. Amen.